0: Hello, hello, Miami Dolphin fans, and welcome to the same old Dolphin Show, part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. I'm Josh Katzker. With me today and every day, my brother from the exact same mother, Aaron the Brain. Aaron, say hello to the people. Hello to the people. Happy draft night. Happy draft night. It's the same old Dolphins draft show. And guess what? We're right off the bat. We have. We've got breaking news. The San Francisco 49ers with the third pick in the draft have just selected Trey Lance from North Dakota State, which sets the ball rolling the the news, the buzz all day long has been that the Atlanta Falcons were looking to trade potentially that number four pick. And the idea and but one of the things that was said was that if they didn't trade that pick, they were going to stay put at fourth draft Kyle Pitts. The one that was kind of the common knowledge today that or at least that's what the buzz was going around the Internet. But. The other thing that we heard today was that if Trey Lance was available somehow and fell to the Falcons at four, that they might select him instead. Lance now off the board going to the 49ers, which means perhaps the Falcons are taking Kyle Pitts, which still leaves the Dolphins in a really good position to make a draft pick to make their selection. We'll get into all of this in just a minute, but listen, it's draft night. We're Dolphin fans. It's an exciting draft for us because there's quite a bit that is possible over the next few days, as the Dolphins try to build this team and take us from 10 wins sitting on the outside looking in at the playoffs last season to making the playoffs and perhaps winning a few games this year and maybe even being dark horse Super Bowl contenders in 2021. Anything is possible. Let's maybe not get carried away, but it's draft night. That's what we do. We get carried away. Brain, how are you feeling?
1: I'm excited. I'm pumped. And, and and seeing Trey Lance go right there, um, you know, a couple of days ago, I think if somebody would have told you that Trey Lance was going to go there, I think that most people would have said, hey, that's that's kind of your first big shocker of the night. Um, I know, you know, things start, your rumors start going, and and now it's not too big of a surprise. But hey, I mean, that was the first interesting part of the draft. Everybody knew Trevor Lawrence was going one. Everybody knew Zach, uh, Zach uh, Wilson was going number two to the Jets. Trey Lance now at number three, and now we get to the fun part. What are the Atlanta Falcons going to do? Personally, I really don't have any doubt what they're going to do. I even if even if uh, San Francisco had gone Mac Jones there, or for whatever reason had gone Fields there, and Trey Lance was still on the board, I I don't believe for a second that Atlanta is not taking Kyle Pitts. Uh, when you look at uh, Matt Ryan's success. As a starting quarterback in this league, his early success as as a quarterback in this league, all of those great years throwing to Tony Gonzalez, why wouldn't you go after a guy like Kyle Pitts, who many most of the scouts would agree upon is the best player available that isn't a quarterback in this draft? Uh, so for, for me, I, I, I mean, yeah, I guess it, there's always a possibility that you're going to get blown away with a trade offer. Uh, but barring that, I, I think it's a no-brainer for Atlanta. I think they're taking Kyle Pitts here, much to the chagrin of many Dolphins fans. Not really myself, because I've let it be known that as much as I, I, I wouldn't mind the Kyle Pitts draft pick for the Dolphins, uh, I just don't love the fit. I think we need a more of a pure wide receiver than we need a a, another wide receiver tight end hybrid as good as Kyle Pitts would be um I kind of take a sigh of relief here if Atlanta takes Kyle Pitts I know that's going to get me a lot of hate from all the people in this chat room so feel free if you love Kyle Pitts and you're hoping that he's going to be there at six and you think that I'm just an an idiot for this opinion let me know in the comments section
0: Yeah. Tag him in the comments here, uh, in the chat room on Facebook. If you're watching on Facebook, the I am a Miami Dolphins fan Facebook page. If you're watching on the Dolphins talk YouTube channel, we invite you to like this video, help us out, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button. It helps us out a great deal. Everybody you slamming, are you slamming the brain? Let us know. You can also tweet at him at Aaron, the brain, but I also want to, uh, mention just a couple things as we begin our broadcast tonight. I want to send a quick thank you to our friends at finheaven.com, the official message board of dolphins, talk.com head over there. If you like the message board scene, that's the place to be finheaven.com. Additionally, I got to give a big shout out to our good friend, Efren, who has been Creating the the graphics that we're using here for the same old dolphin show. He's this the logo that he's created for us, our show logo. He's also created graphics for dolphinstalk.com, uh, including all of the graphics that you're seeing this evening. So we invite you to make sure you follow him on Twitter. It is at fins, P H I N S F B, at fins F B. That's Efren, and uh, he's an awesome guy, and we appreciate all the work that he has done for the same old dolphin show. And also, I want to mention that the same old Dolphin Show is sponsored by Manscaped. So make sure you head over to Manscaped.com and use the promo code Talk to save 20% off of your order and get free shipping so that you can get a good deal on some elite men's grooming equipment. We're talking a lot about elite players and players that are going to do well for their team. You're going to do well for your team if you take care of yourself below the belt. With Manscaped, by using the promo code Talk, you'll save yourself 20% off your order and get free shipping. Again, that's Manscaped.com. Use the promo code DOLPHINSTALK. And as we come out of that ad read there, it looks like we've got some uh, additional breaking news coming here. It looks like the Falcons pick is in. It felt like that happened pretty quick, so we're going to find out pretty soon whether or not the Dolphins missed out on Kyle Pitts. I really don't like that framing that maybe the dolphins missed out on him, but you know, here we are. That's kind of how it's being presented because of the fact that the dolphins traded down to 12 and then back up to four when they were already sitting at three. But you know, this is the story here comes Roger Goodell coming down the, uh, the pathway. We're going to find out who the, the Falcons have picked. You're pretty certain here, brain. You think there's no
1: chance they're going QB. They're absolutely going, Kyle Pitts. Well, I'm not going to say that there's no chance, but for me, Kyle Pitts is the pick, no brainer. All right. Well, let's uh, let's find out what it is that
0: Roger Goodell has to say to all. There it is, and there it is. Kyle Pitts is an Atlanta Falcon, so the Dolphins. Do not get Kyle Pitts. He's off the board. The dynamic generational talent at tight end, Kyle Pitts, is going to Atlanta. And we know that now he's off the board. So now the the focus really shifts to those three wide receivers. And now as the Bengals are preparing to pick, this is the place where we could see the Bengals take Jamar Chase. Or we could see them stick and hang steady and boost up their offensive line with Penny Sewell. So. Brain, where do you think Cincinnati is going? And let's say Cincinnati takes Penny Sewell. So where, where? What are? You, give us your breakdown of how you see the remaining wide receivers who we're pretty confident the Dolphins are going to take here
1: with this uh, six pick coming up. Yeah. So for me, you know, as far as what Cincinnati does here, I think it's it's just. Look, it's do you want to go with the dynamic weapon or do you want to go with the protection uh, of getting a left tackle, a franchise left tackle for for Joe Burrow? Either way, you're giving Joe Burrow a lot of help with this pick. So you're either getting him his favorite target from his days at LSU or you're getting him uh, arguably the best uh, tackle in the draft. I think you can make a case for either one. As far as if, if they do go Sewell, which is my hope, because I don't want the Dolphins to use this premium of a pick on an offensive lineman, considering how heavily they addressed offensive line last offseason. I think this year is about investing in the weapons, giving your offensive lineman a year to, to develop and, and see what you've got there, what you spent so heavily on last year. So when it comes to the wide receivers, who I hope, all three will be there after this pick. My order is Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, and then Devontae Smith. To me, Jamar Chase, the reason that I have him ranked ahead of Jalen Waddle and ahead of Devontae Smith is I just think there's very little chance that he ends up being any kind of a bust. I think he's the most sure thing at the wide receiver position. So while they're, they're – you can nitpick and you could say, well, he didn't get the best separation. He's not the most polished route runner. The dude put up monster numbers in 2019 and showed himself to be an athletic freak, not only when he was on the field in 2019, but then at his pro day just a few weeks ago. Uh, And, 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 and the other two guys just have question marks. When it comes to the two Alabama receivers, when it comes to Jalen Waddle, look, Fastest receiver, maybe the fastest player ever. I I I had heard that based on his GPS timing, uh, he he was actually the fastest clocked player ever using the using the GPS positional uh, uh timing. So there's excitement in that. But you have to wonder, you know, how much sense it makes to take a wide receiver there who really was never the number one the true number one target on his team in his time at Alabama now granted he's had a lot of competition he was behind uh he was behind Jerry Judy he was behind Henry Ruggs and he was behind the other guy Devontae Smith and you can make the case that well he he outproduced uh Devontae Smith and that would be true from a yards perspective or a yards per target or yards per catch perspective but as far as targets and who was the actual go-to guy in that offense while Jalen Waddell was healthy last season. Devontae Parker was the guy. I mean, not Devontae Parker. Devontae Smith was the guy that Mac Jones looked to when he needed a reception. So really, Devontae Smith was the go-to guy. So why not Devontae Smith there? Well, Devontae Smith, while he's the most polished route runner in the, in this draft of this group, and while he probably has the best hands of this group, I just don't think you can overlook the size aspect of it. He would be the the smallest from a from a density standpoint receiver to ever play in the in the draft or in the NFL. So like smaller than Deshaun Jackson. And and this isn't a guy that is gonna blow you away with breakaway speed as a deep threat. This is a guy who's more of a you know, route runner, you know, going over the middle of the field kind of th- kind of guy. And I just look, I, I would love Devonte Smith, Uh, you know, on my team. And I think he's going to be a really good player. But I think there's inherent risk there that there just isn't when it comes to Jamar Chase. And you could say the same thing with Jalen Waddell. Yeah,
0: and I, I think that seems to be the consensus that Chase is the the big body kind of NFL receiver. He's the prototype. He's also very similar to the guys the Dolphins already have. He's very similar to Devontae Parker. He's very similar yeah. to a guy like 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 Preston Williams. You know, he fits right in there. So he's a he's a very similar guy, and that might be something that the Dolphins like. They might really like that prototype uh and that type of uh player. So the pick yeah, is in, mean, by I the way. Yeah, I should I mention the early. Thoroughly-
1: not to not to cut you off here, but I wouldn't necessarily say that Jamar Chase is similar to Devonte Parker and and to Williams. He, those guys have some inches on on Jamar Chase. Those guys aren't quite as explosive as as Jamar Chase. Don't play with necessarily the the demeanor of a DeMar, of a Jamar Chase. So I don't know that there that it's really a fair comp. Sure, he's more like those guys than the other two guys are, but I don't know that it's a fair comp.
0: Well, the, the thing to notice here, the thing to note here as the pick is in for the Cincinnati Bengals, that means that your Miami Dolphins are officially on the clock. So it is happening. It is real. It is there. Your Miami Dolphins are on the clock. We're going to have a pick really soon. And, and we are moments away from knowing that that field is narrowed down just a little bit. Is it going to be? The Dolphins having the choice of the three receivers, is it going to be the two is it going to be two receivers and an offensive tackle? Are the Dolphins going to make a move? I something that we have not mentioned at all is that one of the teams that the Dolphins were rumored to be talking with about maybe trading down from 6 was the Denver Broncos and shortly before the draft went on the air tonight news started to break that the, Dolph, the the Denver Broncos were very close to having a trade in place for Aaron Rodgers who news broke earlier today that he and the Packers have have reached a breaking point and that they were apparently he was apparently so disgruntled that he was ready to be traded and now that's heating up and it sounds like Aaron Rodgers may very well be on his way to to Denver according to one report the deal was as close to a done deal as possible so it it means that in all likelihood, the Dolphins are going to be staying pat at six and making the pick. So I don't know. We're we're just waiting to find out who the Bengals have chosen. And once we find that out, we will we will go on from there, and we can really start to break it down who it's going to be. If you want to let us know who should the Dolphins pick, I see some folks here. We see it's here. I see somebody here wants Jalen Waddle. Let's see. There we got. Uh, Somebody saying trade to the Cowboys. Somebody saying waddle. It's an exciting time. Everybody's very excited. Let's see what it is that the Bengals did. Does Goodell come out there? Is he walking down the aisle yet? Not, not yet.
1: Parsons. So we got somebody wants Parsons. if the Dolphins. Look, I, I like Micah Parsons, sick. but I mean it's too early. If you if, if, if Michael Parsons is if Micah Parsons is your target, then we should absolutely be exploring a trade down. Very interesting here. A lot of a lot of Chase and
0: Waddle in the chat. Not a lot of uh, not a lot of Devonte Smith. So isn't that interesting? Here comes Roger Goodell. He's going to let us know who the Bengals have chosen, and that is going to uh... <laughs> the brain really wants him to say Sewell. Let's find out who it is that the Cincinnati Bengals have drafted at number five. There it is. They have drafted Jamar Chase. He's off the board. So this was what a lot of Miami Dolphin fans were calling the quote-unquote nightmare scenario for the Dolphins in that because of the way the trade happened, they went from three and having their pick of the non-quarterback skill players in this draft, the non-quarterback players, they could have taken the best player available, but instead they traded down to 12 and then traded back up to six. And there's a lot of ways that you can look at this. Was this Chris Greer overplaying his hand? Uh, Or is this not? Was this part of the plan? We don't know how high the Dolphins really were on Kyle Pitts. Or Jamar Chase, but now we're in this situation where here we have the Dolphins at six and the Dolphins now of the pass catchers that were available at the beginning, which are Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddell and Devonte Smith. They've got they're down to two. It's Waddle and Smith. Those are the two pass catchers left. Of course, Penny Sewell is there if they decide to go the offensive line route. Rashawn Slater is there, which is, uh, you know, who uh, a lot of buzz was that the NFL is a lot higher on Rashawn Slater than perhaps Twitter was and social media was. But the Dolphins have this position. I should mention that from where I sit, between these two players, between Waddle and Smith, Waddle is the guy I like better. And, and the reason for that is because he is a burner. And just imagine for a moment that you've got Mike Gosticki, Albert Wilson, Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, and Jalen Waddle all in the field at the same time. You've got a problem. If you're a defense trying to cover those guys all at the same time, you've got Waddle and potentially Waddle and Fuller who can both blow the roof off of the joint. Uh, and I think that's really going to stretch the field, and that's going to open things up underneath for Devontae Parker and for Preston Williams, potentially for Mike Gesicki as well. Uh, so I listen, and and if they go with Devontae Smith, yes, he's undersized, and that is a concern for a lot of people, but he is an elite route runner, and everybody is really excited about that. So i And I would agree with with Fred's comment here that the trade was a good trade because all of these options can help us i oh I said that at the very beginning. the dolphins were perfectly positioned they were in a position where they were going to get uh, a somebody that is going to help them. And we're hearing now that the pick is in. The Dolphins have made their selection, so we're moments away from finding out who that pick is. They did not make a trade, evidently, so they stayed pat as we suspected that they probably would, given Carolina picking up uh, Sam Darnold and Denver apparently in position to make a deal with Green Bay. Be very interesting to see if uh, Denver ends up making a draft pick here. But at any rate, here we are. The Dolphins are making a pick, and we're going to find out: is it Waddle? Is it Smith? Is it Penny Sewell? We're going to find out in just a moment. And Brandon, like I any said,
2: before they make, yeah, and,
1: and like I said, like look at, at the end of the day, they're going to get a good player here. The problem is, if you take Penny Sewell here, you've you've really you just have you you've invested to me, it's overkill a little bit on the offensive line. I agree. You also agree. just brought in D.J. Fluker to, to to man one of the tackle positions. So now you have – if you bring in Penny Sewell, now you've got, what, two swing tackles in, in Jesse Davis and D.J. Fluker? And yeah. then you're going to play uh, – and then you're going to move uh, Robert Hunt inside. To me, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, to me, you got to get weapons. You invested enough on the offensive line last season – Let's get Tua some help. Let's get him some weapons. Let's get him the best weapon that's on the board. For my money, it's Jalen Waddle because if you put Jalen Waddle and Will Fuller on the field at the same time, you're you, you get, you're you're in trouble. You've got to play too deep. That opens everything up underneath. That that takes a guy out of the box. That opens things up for your running game. You can get an offensive lineman later. Totally. We can address the offensive line. Get yourself. The best weapon on the board. I would have loved Jamar Chase to be here. Unfortunately, it didn't work out that way. But that said, to me, Jalen Waddell is the pick here. Uh, you know, I would have been okay with them trading down, but they made a pick. So to me, it's Jalen Waddell. If it is Devontae Smith, again, I'm not hating it. Because in my opinion, Devontae Smith, best route runner of the bunch, best hands of the bunch, you can't really go wrong there. But there's a certain level of excitement when you get a guy like Jalen Waddle
0: absolutely and they're going to be blowing the roof off of the place and so we're super excited to see who it is that the Miami Dolphins are going to select with this pick is it another weapon for Tua is it offensive line we're moments away for find, from finding out we're, we're we're waiting to to learn who it's going to be um there's been a lot of speculation about this but the talk all last year towards the end of the year was that especially when Tua was in was that one of the problems was that he didn't have receivers that could separate he, they couldn't get separation. Well, now you've got potentially Will Fuller and potentially Jalen Waddle. Talk about guys that can give you separation. Those are the guys you're going to have separation. And that's going to also open up space, as we mentioned, for some of those other guys underneath. So I, I, I think this is a, a big, big moment here. And we're going to find out <laughs> who the Dolphins have selected. This is it. Last year, everybody it seemed like everybody was rooting for one thing and it happened this year everybody's a little bit more split but it's gonna happen we're gonna have somebody is it gonna be that key weapon or is it gonna be bulk up on the offensive line here is Roger Goodell let's find out who the pick is
1: Here we go. It is Jalen Waddle. Yes, from Alabama.
0: We're stretching the field. We're creating separation. We're going to be going all the way down the field, ladies and gentlemen, the Miami Dolphins. Oh, and Brain, guess what else? Guess what else I can do now that the Dolphins have made this pick? I can do this.
1: Yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> amazing, amazing. And yes, and, and for the second year in a row, Look, maybe not everybody agrees with it this year. They didn't screw it up. They didn't screw it up. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins did not
0: screw it up. They have selected Jalen Jalen Waddle from the University of Alabama, and boy oh boy, it is happening now, folks. The Miami Dolphins now have Jalen Waddle. Will Fuller. Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, and as of now, Albert Wilson, Alan Hearns, Jakeem Grant. Listen, one of the things that we said...
1: Obviously, those guys aren't all going to make the roster.
0: No, they are not all going to make the roster. But as we said at the beginning of this offseason, this offseason was going to be a success if Jakeem Grant was not seeing substantial playing time as a primary
1: receiver for the Miami Dolphins.
0: As things stand right now...
1: Forget substantial. He's not going to see any playing time for the Miami oh. Dolphins. He's not even going to make the roster. Yeah. I mean, he, he might not, but you know, what? and you know what else, you know, who probably
0: could be back there helping to return punts. Jim. Lotto, Lotto. That's right. <laughs> Listen, folks, if you don't think you're going to be hearing that for the rest of, for at least the next four years, Get ready, baby. The Miami Dolphins have Jalen Waddle. He's a Miami Dolphin. How are you feeling about this pick, folks? Let us know in the comments. Here we go. Check this out. Mike Molnar says, finally, excited for a damn draft pick. Nice duck, Waddle, Waddle. Here we go. Everybody, I, yeah, let's, this is wonderful. This is fantastic. A lot of excitement. A lot of excitement from the Waddle people everybody's excited. Like the whole chat, everybody's just super excited about Jalen Waddle. Are you feeling excited about Jalen Waddle? You got to tweet at us. Let us know how you're feeling. Tweet at us. I'm at Amplified to Rock. He's at Aaron the Brain. The show is at Samuel Dolphins. Give us a follow as well. We appreciate that and uh, look forward to chatting with you all season. We want to get your feedback about these draft picks as well. So the Miami Dolphins now have Jalen Waddle. He's going to stretch the field and listen This is it, right? They got a weapon for Tua Tonga Bailoa. This was all, and this is the first one. And I I don't think that this is going to be the last piece that is added, but this is the big one. We knew they needed a strong weapon at wide receiver. They needed a pass catcher and they got it. They got one of the elite pass catchers. And I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I had Waddle ranked above Chase in my rankings because of how his game fits in with what the Dolphins do. I mean, you're looking at a situation where if, if Jalen Waddle can stay healthy and Will Fuller can stay healthy, and that's a big question mark for this team, right? Because these are two guys that have injury problems in, in their history, right? But if these two guys can stay healthy and you can get them on the field together for 17 games this year, they're, you're talking about do you want to talk about problems that this team is going to ca- cause other teams? How do you cover both Jalen Waddell and Will Fuller and Devontae Parker and potentially keep an eye on somebody catching passes out of the backfield? I mean, this is, this well, is a, a huge signing for the Miami Dolphins. Well, well it's not well, a signing yet, but look,
1: it's a huge pick. So, So I love the pick, but we need to address that there's an opportunity cost here. So, when you get this comment, we needed someone to protect Tua, not a wide receiver who gets injured. Look, there's a valid point to be made that here. Is a, that is a fair point. The, the Dolphins offensive line still has question marks, and Jalen Waddell got hurt last year. Now, look, wide receivers, you know, get hurt from time to time. It's, he He didn't get hurt the year before uh, you know, you're going to hold it against him that he, that he got injured. I thought he showed a lot of toughness. The fact that he played at less than a hundred percent in the national title game. Um, if, Look, the, the Dolphins, th- these guys went to the to the combine. They got poked and prodded. He didn't get flagged for anything medically. I don't think the Dolphins make this pick if there are concerns about him staying healthy. Look, could he get injured? Sure. Any player can get injured. You could draft Penny Sewell, and he could tear his ACL on the first day of training camp. You, Jalen Waddell could do the same thing. You just don't know with those sure. things. So you can't really, unless there's like a degenerative issue, or something specific that tells you this guy is definitely at, at a higher risk of getting hurt, then you just don't factor that in. It's just part of the game, and so you look at the player. The fact is, there is there is uh, there are other tackles there. I don't believe that Penny Sewell is necessarily a generational tackle. We didn't even see him play this past season. The the year before he won a lot of he won of a lot of his reps with athleticism versus technique, which a lot of people were saying the same thing about the Dolphins' current left tackle, Austin Jackson, who also dominated players in the Pac 12 with his athleticism more than his technique. So I think there's question marks about Penny Sewell there. And the the fact is this the Dolphins, again, they invested incredibly heavily on the offensive line last season in in bringing in three draft picks. They also brought in Eric Flowers. I know he's not on the team anymore. They brought in Ted Karras. He's not on the team anymore, but they brought in another center this year. They just brought in uh, DJ Fluker. The fact that they traded for Isaiah Wilson, even though that didn't work out, that should tell you something as well. This was the plan all along. The Dolphins were never sold on Penny Sewell. They were always going to go pass catcher here. And you can make the argument that maybe Jamar Chase was going to be the better fit. He was going to be their guy and he wasn't there. So you're mad at Chris Greer for, for, for trading back and, and then trading up and, you know, blowing their pit, their, their shot at either Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts. But the fact is, the Dolphins wouldn't have done what they did if they weren't going to be comfortable with any of those pass catchers. Absolutely. And the fact is, they still got one of the premier pass catchers in the draft, maybe the top guy on their board. We may never know because I'm sure the Dolphins are going to play the politically correct game. And they're going to say, Jalen Waddle was the top guy on their board. And we're not really going to know whether or not we can believe that. But they they got a guy that they wanted, and they got an extra one and a three. So, yeah. so I mean, you can't you can't hate the pick if you if you think that that they're going to be comfortable with Jalen Waddle. Now, if you think if Jalen Waddle turns out to be a bust and Jamar Chase turns out to be a Pro Bowl slash M, you know MVP slash Hall of Fame talent, then this is going to be looked at as a really awful scenario for Miami. But right now, look, it was a great trade, and this is a really good pick.
0: Yep, absolutely. So this sets the Dolphins up. They've got. They're, they've got their big time pass catcher. So now, I mean, this is the sexy pick a lot of people have been asking this team to make for a long time. They finally did it. Sexy pick. They got themselves an elite receiver. And the other thing is that, and this is just something, you know, I, I was thinking about the Dolphins' first round draft pick next year is. The pick that had previously belonged to the San Francisco 49ers. They traded the Dolphins traded their 22 pick to uh, to Carolina in the trade to move back up to six. So the Dolphins have the 49ers pick next year, and the 49ers just picked Trey Lance, who the consensus is this is a guy that's going to need to sit on the bench for a year because he's not going to be ready to playlet for for a year. So San Francisco going to commit to another year of. Mullins and Garoppolo and and that kind of stuff and maybe the 49ers have another kind of yuck year and the Dolphins end up with a pretty high draft pick next year I don't know just another another kind of tangential fact of the matter here so I think what we're going to do is take a quick break here why don't we do
1: this before we before we go on a break why don't why don't we at okay. least kind of scope out you know kind of preview the Dolphins next pick a a way that they could go before that comes up. Uh, And then, and then we'll take our break for a little bit and we'll come back a few picks before the Dolphins pick at 18, uh, presumably at 18, unless they have other ideas. Um, Right.
0: Because that's always a possibility with Chris Greer out here. the,
1: the, The prevailing wisdom is that they could go one of two ways. They could either go top running back on the board because nobody, nobody's expecting Najee Harris or, or whatever running back you like, whether it's Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, Javante Williams, nobody's expecting a running back to be gone off the board when the Dolphins come up at 18. Potentially the top edge rusher, Jalen Phillips and Quitty Pay. Take your pick on those two guys. Jalen Phillips, probably the higher upside guy, but also probably the riskier guy with the concussion issues, uh, a, a medical retirement in his past. Uh, versus Quiddy Pay, a guy who's very durable, has, you know, all the, the great stories of his character and really seems to kind of fit. Seems like a Brian Flores guy. So which way do they go there as far as Edge Rusher, or do they not go Edge Rusher at all? Do they go Najee Harris? And here's another possibility that hasn't really been talked about too much. It's been talked about here and there. I didn't talk about it, you didn't talk about it, so we didn't talk about it. But Tevin Jenkins if, if you believe that the like Dolphins, him. if you believe that the Dolphins should have gotten, should have gone Penny Sewell with this pick, well, Tevin Jenkins is an offensive tackle that also has a first round grade that may very well be there when the Dolphins pick at eighteen. So, if you really feel like the Dolphins missed out by not taking Penny Sewell. And assuming Penny Sewell does not fall to 18, because I don't believe that that's going to happen. Uh, and I don't know what Detroit and, and Carolina have done because I've been too busy talking to pay attention. So if 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 either of those guys have gone, let me know. But Penny Sewell is gone. Penny Sewell is gone. Okay, good. Detroit took Penny Sewell. And then, but if you believe that the Dolphins missed out on Penny Sewell, Tevin Jenkins would be a hell of a pick for you. Because then you still got the weapon that you wanted and you still got a really great offensive tackle. And I think if, if that's the route that you want to go, if you're still adamant that the Dolphins need to get a pass rusher in the first round of this draft, an elite, not pass rusher, a pass protector, if you still need if you still believe that the Dolphins need to get a tackle here, hey. Kevin Jenkins may very well be there at 18. So there are options that are going to be there. There's going to be some great options. Either way, I think the Dolphins are going to be set up really nicely to have a great pick at 18. Yeah, there's a lot of
0: possibilities out there. I mean, the, the, this is the thing to remember, right? And this is why Bill O'Brien and Laramie Tunsil should be have their names on the Ring of Honor at Hard Rock Stadium. Because that pick that we just made at six, Jalen Waddell, Thank you, Laramie Tunsel. Thank you, Bill O'Brien. That's where that, that's where that pick. That was a bonus pick. That was a bonus pick. The Dolphins pick is still coming up. So that, you know, the Dolphins have just been have set themselves up so well in this draft with so much capital that they're gonna, they're gonna really stack up. I mean, and these are kind of premium picks, right? They've got four sort of premium picks in the top 50 of this draft. That's a really great situation the Dolphins are in. And they've got kind of ultimate flexibility here so the Dolphins have that possibility of of going kind of whichever way they want to with their next pick uh South Carolina takes first cornerback or I'm sorry the Carolina Panthers took JC Horn first cornerback off the board how about that that's kind of a little bit of a surprise there that's a little bit of a surprise at six so I listen this is where the draft gets a little bit unpredictable there may be players hanging around at 18 that we didn't expect to be there the Dolphins might make a move they might trade up they might trade down uh Broncos are on the clock right now I'm really interested to see what they do here because of what all the buzz was before the draft um you know lots of things going on out there but the Dolphins are in a position to set themselves up so we'll be back here if you're watching live on YouTube the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel again smash that like button uh hit subscribe Share this out. Tweet it to your friends. If you're watching on the I Am A Miami Dolphins Facebook page, I Am A Miami Dolphins Fan Facebook page, or if you're watching on at Dolphins Talk on Twitter, we appreciate you joining us for this first live hit. We're going to come back a little bit later, probably uh, around about the time that uh, Vegas is on the clock at 17. We'll hop back on here and prepare to talk about what the dolphins are going to do on at 18 and uh, maybe we'll even be on a little bit earlier. And of course, if you're listening to this on demand, you're listening to it in podcast form. Fantastic. Wonderful. Thank you for listening. We're glad you're part of this. And of course, don't forget, For those of you watching live, Mike Oliva and Tom Ernesty from DolphinsTalk.com and the DolphinsTalk.com daily podcast will be in your ears tomorrow morning. They're going to record this evening an episode of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast recapping all of tonight's draft action, and that'll be available in your ears first thing tomorrow morning, as will be the same old Dolphin Show with the audio from these live shows that we are doing here tonight so thanks everybody for joining us we're going to sign off for just a little bit but we'll be back a little bit later for pick number 18 and in the meantime as always go Dolphins! go
3: dolphins <laughs>
0: Hello, 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 Miami Dolphin fans. We are back. Welcome back to the Same Old Dolphins Draft Show. We are live streaming. We are here with David Behrman from ESPN. We are also joined by Daniel Behrman, uh, not of ESPN, but he's still a very good person. We like him very much, even though he doesn't have the same credentials as his brother. It's okay. If you joined us, It was this was the four of us all together on the same old dolphin show pre-draft show that we did a couple uh, a couple weeks back and we're all together here awaiting the news of what the dolphins are going to do with pick 18 and the good news is here as Vegas is on the clock is that the vast majority of the guys that the dolphins were thinking that that we were all thinking were going to be available for the dolphins at 18 remain available at this point. Quitty Pay still there, Zayven Collins still there, Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, Javante Williams obviously all still there, Azizo Ojalari, Gregory Rousseau, Kadarius Tony. if we wanted to go wide receiver again, Jason Owe, Christian Derrissaw, a lot of, lot of guys still available here. Uh, let's go to Daniel first. Daniel, what are, you, uh, what are you feeling here with the Dolphins? Where do you think we're going here? You, you, you're a strong proponent of trading back here. What do you think?
2: Yeah. Well, so first off, I'm super excited that we got an awesome playmaker at, at six there. You know, it's not Chase or Pitts, but I'm super excited that we got Waddle here. At 18, you know, I think we have options. We talked last time about some of the some of the value in all, in the offensive linemen, maybe even trading up from all the ones I liked are gone. Um, so I think at 18, there really is two options. There are three options here. There's the running back, and so it'd be great to take an ETN or a Harris right now. Um, it'd be great to get um, I'm not going to try to pronounce his name, but the linebacker out of Notre Dame right now, we definitely have some need for athletic folks that can go sideline to sideline. And then of course, getting you know our pick of edge rushing out there. So Zayvon Collins is gone, but we have all of the different edge rushers. You know, they each have a wart, but they're each awesome. And so if we can get the, the top one on our board, I think any and all of those would be the game plan of sticking, sticking there. And of course, trading back, given all of those options is, is always, a, always an option, which, which I think would be really good at this value right now.
0: Yeah, so I'm really interested to see who the who the Raiders end up taking here to so that we know fully who is available to the Dolphins and who is not available when we get there. Uh David, how are you feeling about the, the Dolphins so far? Obviously the, the pick of Jalen Waddle I really liked. How did you feel about that? And how do you feel about what we're gonna do here at 18?
3: I, I love the pick. I said when we were on the show a few weeks ago that if they get any of Pitts, Waddle, Smith, or Chase, I'd be happy. They need a playmaker, they need a wide receiver. Daniel told me the quote that Nick Saban said earlier, which is all over social media about it, you know, one of the best separators and accelerators they have out there. Like, they need playmakers, And now you can give Tua Fuller and Parker and Gusecki and Waddle, and you got guys out there. He's obviously familiar. They know each other. They played well together. And some of the numbers out there on Waddle are absolutely sick. If he's healthy, I think it's a no-brainer pick. I'm excited about it. The upcoming pick, you're absolutely right, Josh, other than Collins, who's about to go to Arizona in the second, Everybody else on the board is still there. I still stick with what I said. I know Aaron and I discussed this off-air off a few minutes ago. I still think you go with, with Najee Harris to get that running back. You got the connection already with Tua and Waddle, and you just make it – I mean, is there anything wrong with having three offensive Alabama players? I mean, I, I, you saw what I saw last year and the year before and the year before and the year before. I don't think there's anything wrong with what we watch. That being said, if they go Phillips – or our boy from Notre Dame, I wouldn't be upset. I think both those guys are really good at rushers the Dolphins need. If they think they can get ATN in the top of the second round or maybe even trade into the bottom of the first to get that running back.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Even if they don't pick the running back here, that doesn't mean wow. that they're not taking one
1: tonight. So, wow. uh, Holy smokes. Wow. What a shocker. What Hold on. Do? Alex Leatherwood.
2: David, that hits the Alabama prop. It wow. Does. We win money. There you go. go. Alex
0: Leatherwood was drafted to, uh, to, to is Vegas. The, yes, is that the sir. fifth?
1: Dude, Gruden, Gruden doesn't care what wow.
2: anybody's mock draft says. Wow. He, he could know, have gone the, in the third round.
3: Is that the fifth, officially? Oh, Holy yeah, you still, moly. You still, you still need so, Najee Harris to go in the first round. So here we go. Well,
1: the you Dolphins have, are on the clock. You had so here else. it is. You've got – this This kind of sets up to be no, – You've got potentially the dream scenario. The dream scenario here, you've got all three running backs on the board. You have the top edge rushers on the board. You could potentially get the best edge rusher on your board and still get one of those running backs. But it's risky because if you don't take the running back here, there's no guarantee that – uh, that one of those three will still be there at 36. You know you've got Pittsburgh. They've been linked heavily to Najee Harris. You still have Jacksonville and the Jets who have picks ahead of Miami. You still have Buffalo who could go running back ahead of Miami. And so it, it's dangerous for my money – even though if, if we go edge rusher and we take the top edge rusher on our board, I'm not going to hate the pick because if you if you get the top edge rusher on your board and you still manage to get one of those three running backs, that is an absolute home run. You you can't do better than that. But I think I play it safe here. We played the waiting game last year at running back. We, we tried to let the board play out. And it bit us in the butt, and we didn't get any running backs. We 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 completely whiffed. I say take the guy on your board if you if if it's Najee Harris, great. If it's if it's ETN, even if it's Williams, if that's the top guy on your board, then take it. Otherwise, I don't mind trading back a few picks, maybe to twenty two, maybe picking up an extra third or fourth.
2: Pick's in already.
3: Wow, the pick already is good. in. Wow. <laughs> so we are going
1: to find out in just a moment who it is. They had their
0: eye on somebody. Dan and and uh, I,
3: Dan and I always joke when our, our draft position for our fantasy league comes out. We like when we're around certain people we won't name on this show because we know we're going to get better picks. The dolphins feel that way about being behind the Raiders. All right. We you <laughs> know right there. We got our pick
0: <laughs> So uh, here we go. We're going to find out who this is, who the dolphins have selected here. They, there was not a lot of not a lot of waiting around here, so I'm very curious to find out who this pick. Is going to be, are they going to go defensive? Are they going to go with, uh, you know, somebody that a lot of people think is one of the hottest prospects uh, out there in Jalen Phillips? Are they going to go to another Miami connection with a guy like uh, Gregory Rousseau? What do they do here? We're going to find out in just a moment. We're waiting for, uh, we're waiting for Roger Goodell to come down. Could they, could they go Zayvon Collins? Could they go Quiddy pay?
2: Collins Collins did go uh to, to Arizona at six. Oh, he went to Arizona. My bad. My but bad. You have, but you do have Quiddy Pay. You do have both Miami guys. Uh so you you've got quite a few on the edge that are available. But they they put this pick in. So here we and go. And here
0: we go. So let's find out right now who the pick is. We're gonna we're gonna give our little breaking news thing, and here we go. Jaylen who do we got Phillips
3: is the pick Jalen Phillips. Phillips is the pick it's all about the you baby hey, we got a good pick like yeah I like Terrace, but this is a really strong pick if I was going to pick any one of two defensive edge guys I would pick Phillips I'm actually happy with it
0: brain talk to us a little bit about Jalen Phillips and what we need to know about him
1: look I mean he's arguably the best defensive player in the draft but he's not without risks uh has had several concussions had a medical retirement while he was at u c l a so look there there's certainly like if if you didn't like the Jalen waddle pick because you were worried about injury injuries and the dolphins taking you know damaged goods well Jalen phillips is is another guy that fits in the, that same bill, but that said. It is the high-ceiling pick. It is a it is an absolutely swing-for-the-fences pick. Miami needed a, an edge rusher. They had the top two guys, whether it was him or Pay on the board. They took their guy. You can't hate him. You can't hate them for that. And the bottom line is, look, they got the top edge rusher on their board, and there is a solid chance that one of those three running backs falls to them at 36. And, look, let's not also forget, if they start to see a run on running backs – They also could trade up. They could trade back up to make, to ensure that they get the running back that they want. But this also shows me that they value the edge rusher position more than they value the running back position or, and and then also maybe they value what they already have in miles Gaskin while, while miles Gaskin is not going to be a bell cow, you know, he he was pretty darn good for this team last season and so if 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 all goes wrong and they and they end up whiffing and they don't get one of those three running backs maybe they feel pretty good about what they already have with not only Miles Gaskin but also Savon Ahmed
3: and i agree yeah. with you i think that i mean you have what you have about 17 more picks before they pick again, three running backs would have to go. Not a lot of teams are picking running backs early. They still might get one. I did agree with you before about not necessarily playing the waiting game, which they did last year, but maybe they do have a plan to trade back up and get one. Um, but if they're going to go defense, they made this pick about as quick as humanly possible. So they liked it. I have confidence that they did their homework um, and that he's going to be healthy in play. And I mean, look, we're a few hours into the draft and we got a stud wide receiver and a stud defensive end so i'm happy
0: yeah it's a it's a great pick for for the dolphins they're feeling really good it's the gamble now now it's the gamble. What do they do? Do they wheel and deal? How badly did they want a running back? My suspicion is that the running back is not a position that the Dolphins are valuing super highly. I mean, you look at the way that they've sort of handled things uh, in, in that when it comes to the running back position, they decided to just to bring in some veterans with with Brita and Howard last year and Gaskin sort of took control and took that job and, and ran with it. Um, And so. I don't know the the feeling that I get is that this is not an organization that is feeling super high on running back. And so I don't know that I expect them necessarily to make a trade up to get the running back. If somebody falls to them at 36, okay. But uh, you know, I think they, they wanted to bolster the defense in an area that they needed to, and they've certainly done that here. And so I, they've positioned themselves well. Yeah. And
2: Josh, you th- got you got to also think about some things. This is not a, will Phillips perform to, you know, first round pick 18 per, you know, performance, right. This is a five-star out of high school, right. That does not have like, you know, a couple of ACLs in his past. He doesn't have like a nagging ankle injury, like what Waddle actually, you know, had last year, Uh he has like discrete injuries, you know, it was concussions right now, right. not to downplay a discussion a concussion, but they're, they're not nagging injuries that to affect his performance. He needs to be, he needs to make sure that he's tackling the right way and he's taught the right way. Maybe he wears a special helmet, whatever it is, but like, you know, he, he it's not a, this injury could affect the way he performed type of guys. It's, it's more of an availability concern. So, you know, he, he has the year he had at Miami um uh, this past year. He has that that year in UCLA the year before, um, you know he's a top ten pick, so the talent is there with Jalen Phillips. It's it's a great pick there. Um, I also wouldn't be surprised. Remember, we've picked up and stocked up quite a bit of capital over the past couple of years, so it would not surprise me. Um, you know the Jets are now out of the out of the running for a running back. You know ahead of us, uh, you you do have Pittsburgh, you do have Tampa, Jacksonville, Atlanta. It wouldn't surprise me to sneak into to 29, 30, something along those lines. You probably have to give up a four, right? That's not that's not a huge, huge uh, give up to if, if you really want that running back. Ooh. My guess is you're not getting Phillips at 28, right? You're probably not getting that cream of the crop, the guy that they ran the ticket up to, you're not getting them at 28, but you can get one of those three running backs if you wanted to trade up back up. Um, and if not, then it's exactly what you and your brother explained—that they're just the value in in the draft of it. Maybe they're looking at Javante Williams, you know, big brother uh, Michael Carter, and getting him in the sec- in the bottom of the second, or maybe even the third round later on, because you know he also hit a thousand yards in North Carolina, you know, playing alongside um, alongside Javante, uh, and so at the back end of the second round, and hey, and and, mo- and move this forward.
3: We're we're all fake GMs. Call it what it is. We all think we're GMs, and we're not. All I know is the Miami Dolphins ran to the podium with that card. So Yeah, let's talk about work. that. Well, uh, Let's give some appreciation so to
0: Chris Greer for not milking 20. the
3: clock. Right, you know. so he was obviously their guy where we all thought maybe they could trade down, maybe they do this, maybe they do that. At the end of the day, the Miami Dolphins ran to the podium as fast as they could. So they got their guy, they didn't have to trade up. They weren't going to get him like Daniel said. If they traded down, they weren't going to get him there. If they truly want a running back, they have the, the they have the capital to go get it. We'll see if they do that, if not, maybe they get someone in the top of the second yeah. round
2: and josh let's let's revisit that the way we ended the last pot right <laughs> this This draft is a home run if right that's my right answer, my answer was two to three really three because of the uh, the the how how high the second round pick is that we have, but three starters. Area, and and some and some capital i think is is the home run, right? well, they're yep. sitting there with a starting receiver right there's an art a wide receiver one nonetheless, right they're sitting there with a starting edge right uh the their, the top edge on their board, and they're sitting there with a first round pick next year right so so they, they've already pulled in some quite a few or i guess maybe it's a 2023 1st round pick, right so they've already pulled in the capital and they've got two starters, so so far, home run.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as I mentioned in our in our previous live stream, what I I mentioned that 49ers drafted Trey Lance, who is a guy that every the, the consensus is that he's gonna sit on the bench all year long. So 49ers, whose first round pick we have in 22, is uh they're they're sitting, you know, I, I'm not saying they're not gonna try to to make the playoffs, but the, the odds of San Francisco making a push to be a competitor in twenty two, not high.
1: I don't know shit. if I I don't know if I agree on I agree with that. I mean, they were in the Super Bowl the year before last and they the only reason that they struggled this past year is cuz they were just devastated with injuries. So, I mean, they they were afforded the luxury of drafting a quarterback at number 3 and having him sit on the bench for the entire season because they have the quarterback that just led them to the Super Bowl the previous year in Jimmy Garoppolo. So, I, I, I'm not necessarily sold that San Francisco that is is going to tank and and we're suddenly going to have you know a top 15 pick or anything like that. I don't know about that. Um, but that said, um, look, I, I love what the Dolphins are, have been able to do, and look, they've like like we've talked about the dream scenario is, is right there. There are really four needs, and it was a pass catcher, an edge defender. A running back and an interior offensive lineman. We got. We we don't know if it's the top pass catcher pass catcher on their board, but it's one of the guys that they were obviously comfortable getting. Otherwise, they would have stayed at three uh, and taken whoever uh, they were comfortable getting. Any of those pass catchers. That's why they moved to six. They got the top edge rusher on their board for sure, and they're gonna have a. Sh- they, they may potentially have a shot at getting one of those three running backs. And then we'll see what happens at 50. They may have a very good shot at either a Landon Dickerson or a Creed Humphreys uh, to, to fill their center spot. And if those two guys are gone, Quinn Miners may be a little bit of a reach as a, as a D3 guy with pick number 50, but there's a lot of upside there. He dominated at the Senior Bowl. They worked with him at the Senior Bowl. He's got the connection to them at having the same alma mater as as co-offensive coordinator Eric Studdersville. So uh, I think that's your plan B if Humphrey and Dickerson aren't there at, at 50. Uh, but it's all there for you. If, you. if you get the running back at 36 and you still are able to hang, hang on to number 50, if you don't have to trade up, I mean, that's a grand slam right there yes. if you get all four of
3: those guys. Called greedy. T- I've been greedy, called greedy before. Obviously, I wanted a lot of playmakers, but you're right. At the end of the day, we have identified the Dolphins need playmaker, edge rusher. They got a playmaker. They got their top edge rusher. The rest is, is icing on the cake. You hope they get a running back somewhere, maybe another offensive lineman. But so far, you've got to be happy. They also got, you know, staying home, hometown He's- kid um if he's healthy this is absolutely a home run. And let's let's Aaron you, first off you've done your research i like it you know, digging into the senior
2: bowl performance i love it. Um uh, but let's not forget the the age old debate, right? Do i take the best player available BPA or do i fill a need, right? I think the well, golf- if you can do both, if I you think can do the both. both. did both twice, right? They obviously had Waddle, you know, at the top of the board. They they needed a playmaker. They had him at the top of the board, you know, 2A, 2B, 1A, 1B in the receivers. Who knows who? They might have wanted him at three for all we know, right? We're never going to know that answer, right? And then it was well apparent, by the way, they ran to the stage that Phillips was the top guy on their board when they picked at 18. Both of them have been in need. Both of them seem to be best player available. Hard to argue with either of those, you know, when when you've got both of those. Not once, but twice.
0: Yeah, so I think the overall takeaway at this point for the Miami Dolphins is, look, You can – and it's like kind of the perfect situation for the Miami Dolphins because you've got a bunch of people who are going to be really fired up and rightfully so about the picks that the Dolphins have made today. And because we're the Dolphins, you're also going to have a lot of people who are going to be pounding their chests and telling us that we shouldn't have drafted Jalen Waddell and we shouldn't have drafted uh, Jalen Phillips because – both of them have injury concerns and baggage that they're bringing with them, and so therefore these are real—they're real risks. And listen, with Jalen Phillips, the concussion thing—that's its a high risk. We, We've—you know—anybody who's a hockey fan knows that the Stanley Cup winner, uh, Andrew Shaw from the Chicago Blackhawks, just had to retire from hockey at the age at age twenty-nine because of, of concussion problems. Obviously, hockey, a little bit different game than football, but it, it's still a real concern. And if that is something that comes back and rears its head, the Dolphins could find themselves out that 18 pick and, and you know, in trouble there. Jalen Waddell, obviously, a little bit of uh, injury concern there as well. Uh, but I think for me, the upside on both of those guys is, are just so high that I just have a hard time walking away from this. Uh, being disappointed with the picks that the Dolphins have made. So here is where we are. The Dolphins have made pick six, they've made pick 18, but what we don't know is whether they are actually done for the evening yet. I'm kind of vamping and I'm trying to not sign off on sign off yet because I want to see what happens with this Indianapolis pick because that's one of the places where I think if the Dolphins decided to trade back up into the first round, that's one of the places that they – would have an opportunity to do that. So I'm kind of curious to see what happens here. So we're going to kind of stay tuned just for a little bit longer to find out what it is that the Colts decide to do. And, you know, what's going on here? What, what David, what's, what is, why are we, why are we chomping?
3: Kadarius Tony. The New York Giants are taking Kadarius Tony. One more wide receiver, Dan. We need one more wow. in the last 12 picks to be 2 oh, yeah. and 0 tonight. Over John. wide receivers and over Bama.
2: Yeah, Josh, you wanna you you wanna stall a little bit, cover some things. We can talk a little bit about the draft props that David and I have been working on. So one of them is let's do it.
0: Yes, please.
2: Over five and a half, Alabama. Right. So I think we all knew two receivers, Mac Jones were a lock. Right. So now we need you know Najee Harris. You need Alex Leather. Oh, and Patrick Sertans a lock. Right. So you got four locks basically. So the question is, you get two more two more Alabama guys. Thank you. Number was four and a
3: half. Four and a half.
2: Oh, so we already hit it. Thank you, Las Vegas. Thank
3: you, Las Vegas. It's over. You know, <laughs> That's a big Alex win. Leather,
2: Alex Leatherwood was not in my consideration set when we took that bet.
3: I did the counting while you guys were talking. Wait, wait. Leatherwood, Mac Jones, receivers. Wait a minute. It already hit the title, and then we need one more wide receiver in the next twelve picks, and we'll go two and zero tonight. And that well, I, I want
1: to hit on. I want to hit on one other thing. And and look. I feel really good. We obviously all feel really good about Miami, about what we of about what we've accomplished so far tonight. But look, there there's a flip side. We can't just be all positive and love everything that that we've done. You've got to look at it with a with a little bit of a critical eye. And there's there's going to be a lot of people that don't love the Jalen Waddle pick and really felt like there's a huge drop off from Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase to Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith. I'm not one of those people, but there are a lot of people out there. And for those people, what they're going to be upset about is that the Dolphins, you know, it's one thing to get everything that we got in the trade back to 12 with San Francisco. But then to give up an extra first round pick and then do a pick swap with San Francisco for our first next year, essentially we gave up a first round pick to move up six spots to to ensure that we got Jalen Waddle. so we really only picked up a third round pick uh, mm-hmm. to get you know where you know whereas we could have stayed at three and had our choice between all of the pass catchers. so if you think that there is a huge drop from Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase down to Jalen Waddle, then that ends up being a pretty disastrous scenario. So if Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase end up being, you know, just these, you know, generational talents as, as receivers or tight ends and Jalen Waddell ends up being a bust, then th- that's going to look like, you know, a pretty terrible pick, uh, you know, a pretty terrible decision to ultimately trade back and then trade back up. To number six, because all we really got out of it was an extra three.
2: Now we got a one two. So remember, we got we got we got two ones. We got a 2022 and a 2023 from San Francisco. right? But we traded the one so we away. Gave, we gave the 22 away. We still have the 23. So we netted a one and 23 and a third rounder and then a pick swap later on and got Jalen Waddle. So the draw the trade off from Chase and Pitts yeah. to your end, Chase and Pitts down to Waddle. We, what we got was a one and a three and we traded out or, you know, went to the quote unquote next tier, maybe Aaron. And then we pick swap later on, right? We did move down like 40 spots from four to five. So, so that, that was the cost as well, but we didn't. Have yeah. to and I, and I'm with you.
1: I, I'm, I'm not one of those guys in, in like, in fact, I was back and forth between chase and Waddle as far as which guy I had higher on, on the board. At the end of the day, I preferred chase because I thought that chase was the safer option but i I think waddle i mean to me they they're in the same tier, so I was happy with it and but but for those dolphin fans that do feel like we really missed the boat by missing on those two players uh I think it bears mentioning that that was a risky move that that we that we made uh trading out of three and then and then giving up picks to move up to six uh and you know we'll see if it pays out as far as. You know the 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 difference in the players between uh, Chase and Pitts, and then with what we ultimately ended up with with Jalen Waddle. Yeah,
3: I don't think Aaron. the Dolphins make the trade if they don't want Waddle. If they really wanted Chase or Pitts, they would have stayed at number three. They wouldn't have traded down the six. And I agree I think with that. At the end of the day, that, I think that's yeah. what they wanted.
1: I think they were comfortable with 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 either, and I, that, that's why I think they saw, saw, like, this is a spot where we're guaranteed to get one of our guys. We don't know exactly which one it's going to be, but we're going to be happy with whoever it is, and we're going to pick up the extra draft capital and still get one of
2: our guys, and that's yeah, what happens. I, I, I agree with you, Aaron. That, that, that had to be the mentality. Otherwise, you don't trade out of three. Right. I mean, th- there were thoughts that they would trade back out of six again. If someone wanted to come up for another quarterback, you, you know, you'd have to give up the mother load to do so. But there are thoughts about that. But you, I don't think you trade out unless you're secure that you're going to get one of the guys you want. So I, I feel good that the Dolphins had um, Waddle somewhere close to three. At the end of the day, what they really needed, though, is they needed not just a playmaker, right? They needed someone that can stretch the field, that can take the top off of the defense, to open things up for the running game. And as David hammered in the last podcast, you know, we had the worst separation um, statistics for, from our receiving core our in in Gasicki last year. You know, there's nobody better, you know, according to Nick Saban, best he's ever seen at, at separation and getting out of breaks and everything. So he's exactly what we need. You have to think that the Dolphins aren't moving out unless they they actually really do. I don't think they settled for Chase, but I do agree. You know, I was texting, texting David, you know, behind the scenes afterwards. It's like, there's not going to be the argument since – since Chase didn't fall, since Cincinnati took Chase, there's now going to be the argument: Did they screw themselves with the trade? Um, so you're right that you, you, you know it's not necessarily all sunshine and, and rainbows. But on the flip side, I do think making out with with Waddle and a first round pick and a third round pick, I think nets out pretty pretty darn good.
0: Yeah, so that's where we're at. And it looks like the Colts are, in fact, going to be making a pick here. So the Dolphins are at, are at least not at this point trading back up into the first round. It's still a possibility that they might do that. And if they do, we will hop back on with another live stream for you this evening. But for now, it's time to wrap it up. As always, make sure that you are following Dolphins Talk on Twitter at Dolphins Talk. Make sure you're following us at Amplified to Rock, at Aaron the Brain, at Bearman Daniel, at D Bearman ESPN. Make sure that you're subscribed to the Dolphins. Dolphins. Dolphins Talk YouTube channel and, uh, you know, visit manscaped.com. Use the promo code Dolphins Talk, save 20% off, and you can uh, get free shipping as well. You know, it's good stuff. It's good stuff for you over there. Uh, As always, thank you for joining us. This will be available in podcast form tomorrow morning. As I mentioned, if you're listening to this in podcast form, you know whether or not there's another segment coming up after this. Uh, And if you are watching live, thank you so much for joining us. We will be back tomorrow night uh as the dolphins make picks at at least <laughs> as of now the dolphins are going to be picking at 36 and 50 and we will be back reacting to those picks tomorrow night as well so we look forward to you joining us again for that so uh everybody take care of yourselves and each other and we'll talk to you again next time bye bye everybody Dan go dolphin so nice. oh hey i the- mr and mrs bearman you're a long time.
1: How are you? Take care. Miami's got the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in an control. And when you say Miami, you're talking to our ball. Because we're the